صوت أهل السنة والجماعة صوت مركز الصحابة مركز الصحابة The Voice of أهل السنة والجماعة نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم یہ شادی ہے بے شک محبت کا زینہ یہ شادی ہے بے شک محبت کا زینہ باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم یہ شادی کی تقریب سب کو مبارک یہ شادی کی تقریب سب کو مبارک یہ نعمت خدا کی تہارت کا پرچم تہارت کا پرچم فضاؤں میں عقدے نکا جلوہ گر ہے فضاؤں میں عقدے نکا جلوہ گر ہے مبارک 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 ہو پہ ہم مبارک 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 ہو پہ ہم نکاق دے مسنو Five minutes after 11 South African time on this beautiful Tuesday morning on our program, The Bliss of Marriage. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name in my beloved engineer, none other than Haji Suleiman Esop. Well, it's a beautiful morning, the 11th of Shawwal, 1444. I want to welcome the listeners of Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and company, and Hafiz Ismail and Hafiz Yusuf and company. And we welcome the listeners of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. Uh, 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners, plus 2784. 7863132 Usad it's a beautiful morning uh, let's welcome uh, you to the program the bliss of marriage assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ustad wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh barakallahu feekum arafat jazakallahu khairan there's a sister ustad she's she's asking can i as a lady stay at my husband's friend's house with his wife and kids she's having a lot of problems ustad بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise is due to Almighty Allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa صلى الله عليه وسلم So you are a married couple, and now your marriage is on the rocks. Your husband is in the docks. You don't want to stay with him. Allah alone knows who's right, who's wrong. The best thing is to say both of you are wrong. 
Now you say you want to go stay by your husband's friend and he and his wife. Is that permissible? Absolutely haram. How can you go and stay there by him? You are a total stranger to him. He is a total stranger to you. And remember how many a time it happened that in our Muslim society, non-Muslims we know, but even Muslim society, who ran away with the wife, the husband's best friend. So remember what you are suggesting, absolutely haram. Not even 1% can be legal of that. So what must we do in a situation like that? So you can go to your parents' place. You can go to your brother's place. So that are your acceptable alternatives. But what you are suggesting, totally haram. And you running away from the problem is not going to solve the problem. So you have to stay there with your husband. Quran Sharif states, وَسُلْحُ خَيْرِ Reconciliation is the best. You and your husband try and solve the problem. If you can't solve it, get some elders of the family. Quran says that, وَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ شِقَاقَ بَيْنِهِمَا فَبْأَثُوا حَكَمًا مِنْ أَهْلِهِ وَحَكَمًا مِنْ أَهْلِهَا Then appoint an arbitrator from his side, an arbitrator from your side. When the two of them come in, they must enter with a positive frame of mind. When they entered that meeting and negotiation, it should be to bring about reconciliation between you and your husband. Allah's divine assistance will come. If you can't find them in your family, the seniors, elders, go to your local ulama and jamiyats or whoever and tell them they must come and speak to both of you or you all go to them and let them listen to both parties and you must try and find some common ground, more so if there are children involved. So, but all that what you're suggesting, that is never an option and absolutely haram. So there's a sister saying, if my husband, he goes back to Christianity or he becomes a non-Muslim, what happened to my kids, Ustad? Remember that when a Muslim embraces Islam or when he's born as a Muslim, so we must always have that fear that we have to live with Iman and die with Iman. And therefore, we keep on reminding ourselves and reminding you, the esteemed listeners, Sirius FM, Radio Ansar International, Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Alu Sunnah al Jama'ah, always daily read Surah 3, Chapter 3, verse number 8. Rabbana la tuzik kulubana ba'da Oh, beloved Allah, do not let our hearts get deviated after you have given us the guide and grant us from your side the special mercy to envelop us verily O Allah you are the best of givers and then you read Surah 12 Surah Yusuf chapter 12 and verse 101 O beloved Allah let me pass away and die with Iman and Islam and unite me with the pious people oh beloved Allah so that is what we should be reading now hypothetically for argument's sake Allah forbid that the husband becomes a murtad and apostate and he leaves Islam chooses Christianity Hinduism whatever ism 
and then your marriage will be broken. All the children, you will have custody over them, and you must excommunicate him totally. No salam, no kalam, no nothing. The hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, Man baddala deenahu faqtulu. Whosoever changes their religion, whether they were born Muslim or they embrace Islam, and then they became an apostate, a murtad, then ijma'an according to all four schools, is consensus, Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanafis, Ambalis, <coughs> the death penalty will be applicable. If the female becomes a murtadda, aliyazubillah, then also is the death penalty, and that is the fatwa. So you must remember the fatwa is according to the Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis, and they use the hadith of Umm Marwan mentioned in Dara Qutni. Only Hanafis say there won't be the death penalty for a female in the case where she becomes a murtadda, Allah forbid, and she will be imprisoned, incarcerated, hatta tamut or tatub, till she repents or till she dies. So that is where you are, and you will have custody over all the children, and you got nothing to do with him if that really <coughs> happens, Allah forbid, Allah forbid. I was unemployed last year, then made nikah, Mufti Sahab. I'm expecting my third child, but the bills are piling up, Ustad. My husband does as much as he can do to help me, but my expenses are still so high. I'm still unemployed, and I don't know what to do. My baby is due end of next month. I feel depressed, Mufti Sahab, when I think about everything, Ustad. Remember, sister, your first point is the one we have to explain to you. You must remember that you keep on harping on that point that you are unemployed, unemployed. So you must remember for a Muslim lady to go and work outside. Now you go work by ABC, XYZ, Muslim person, non-Muslim person, whatever. Since when that is permissible? All that is haram. That you will have to wear specific type of clothes. You will have to interact with strange men. You will have to compromise on your parda, on your hijab, and so forth. So when you got married, whether this is your first husband, your second husband, or third husband, Allah alone knows. But the fact of the matter is, all the expenses are borne by him. So it's his child. He must pay for everything. You say he is trying his best and so forth. So before you get married, you should think of all these type of things also. You can't just be making children and all these type of things and then say, no, I'm unemployed and so forth. But remember all the expenses, your medical bills and what have you. The owner's responsibility is on the husband. It's not on you. So your baby's expenses, all that is on him. So what must you do? This is what you must do. Yesterday in Tafsir, and we started Surah Baqarah, chapter number 2. So there, remember, it came, That the true believers and the muttaqeen, the people of taqwa and true piety are those. They establish Salat. They read Salat themselves properly and they encourage and establish Salat, tell others also to perform Salat. And from what we gave them, not what the people, so business acumen or intelligence or their degrees, nay, it is a decree of Allah. From what we gave them, they spent. Ibrahim Nakhi is Imam Abu Hanifa's teacher's teacher. Imam Abu Hanifa's teacher is Hamad Rahimamullah. Hamad's teacher is Ibrahim Nakhi. So he is a senior, senior Tabi'i successor who met Sahaba, radiallahu anhum and them. 
He said, when you see a person performing salat, you khafifur ruku our sujood, but they don't make ruku sajda properly, like majority Muslims today. They will read four rakats, two rakats in one minute. How many? Every day I see this in a masjid. So when you see that, then fataraham ala iyalihi, then you must make dua for that person's family. Why? For in Allah, then Allah Taala imposes upon them difficulty fima him in their livelihood. So you, my sister, your husband, my brother, you all must see, take do good introspection. Do you really read your five salat on time, your husband in the masjid, you at home, and read with devotion, concentration? Quran teaches us, beginning of the 18th Jews, the 18th Supara, verse 2, chapter 23, verse 2, that there are those people who read their salat with devotion, concentration, and then see how much barakah, blessing will come in your life. وَأَمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا لَا نَسْأَلُكَ رِزْقَ نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُكَ You, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you were, you are, you always will be the most beloved, the most precious to all Maitallah in the universe. So to set the precedent for humanity and posterity, you must read, command your family members to read Salat on time. And you yourself must be constant and regular. So obviously Nabi Ali Salam will be regular, but it's to give the example to humanity and set the precedent for humanity. We don't ask you for anything. We will give you. The more salat we read, the more properly, not just going through the motions up and down. Ramadan Mubarak just finished. So I tell the youngsters, you read Tarawi or you read Ferrari? You know, people, they finish. One chap told me, now, 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 just in this after eat day or after eat. He said, you know, by us, so good it is. Isha, Salat, Tarawi, Witter, everything finished in 20 minutes. So I said, there's not Tarawi, that, that is all Ferrari business. You must remember that. He doesn't know what he's reading. You all don't know. And you just go on up, down, up, down, kiss the ground, back to town. So that is not Salat. We're making a mockery of it. Remember that. So that is what you must do, sister. Read the 99 names of all Allah daily and say, Ya Basitu, Ya Basitu, Ya Razaku, Ya Razaku, Ya Wahabu, Ya Wahab. Ya Basitu, Ya Allah, increase our sustenance. Ya Wahabu, Ya Allah, you are the best one to give. Ya Razaku, Ya Allah, you are the best sustainer, nourisher. So that is how Allah will make means for you like that. But remember, you say now you're going to depression and worry and sorry and all that. Keep on reading, La ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kundumina zalimin. Chapter 21 and verse number 87, the dua of Nabi Yunus alayhi salam, Allah ta'ala will remove the worry, sorry, and anxiety. وَكَذَلِكَ نُنْجِلْ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Quran says, you and your husband for your beloved child to be born in June or whenever, so you must remember that you both should be reading chapter 37, verse 100, abundantly, رَبِّ حَبَلِّي مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ Oh, beloved Allah, grant me pious children, normal children, 
and all these haram things you got in your house, you must get rid of it. All this TV and internet and watching movies and all these things, yeah. Then see, the house will become a home and the home will become Dar es Salaam, the home of <coughs> peace, tranquility, serenity, inshallah. Somebody says, Ustad, that Salah times, especially for Asr and Maghrib, are getting earlier and earlier and my working hours have lengthened on certain days so I end up only making it for Maghrib on those days. Is it permissible to catch up on my Asr and Dhuhr after Maghrib or when, or when is the best time to catch up, Ustad? There's no catch-up business mm. and all that. So every day you do get a lunch break. You must remember that. So at that lunch break there, then you have to read your Zohar Salat on time. Asr Salat you can read nowadays anytime, half past three onwards. You don't have to worry over the Hanafi fatwa you follow on the Shafi'i, Maliki, Hanbali, and Imam Abu Hanifa's two greatest students. So then you read from half past three onwards. It's a five-minute thing. How long it will take you to read four rakat Salat? One minute for Hudu and that four minutes for your four rakats. So you can take out five minutes and that. And if you say no, they don't allow you, then for you to work there is not permissible. You must resign and tell them, if you're not prepared to give me this five minutes and half an hour, 20 minutes and all that for my Zohar Salah, tell them you will come earlier in the morning. Tell them you will work on a Saturday so that you will do more than what is required and so forth. The way you are speaking, like, you know, you can just read Salat anytime. It's like one person there in Makkah, he told me, say, you know, me, where I work is very difficult. So I read all five Salats one time. Understood? Isha time, I read Fajr, Zohar, Asr, Maghrib, Isha. People who make mockery like this, they go to Jahannam, Quran says. <laughs> Ma salaka kum fi saqar. What made you walk straight into Jahannam? Qalu lam nakum muswallin. That we never used to read Salat on time. So therefore, brother, sister, what you're suggesting, you will just delay Zohar, Asr, read after Maghrib, Isha time. Absolutely haram and not permissible. I showed you a practical alternative. You go earlier <coughs> to work and then you will have time. Mm. Or you tell them Saturday, half day or so, quarter day you will work and so forth and so on. If you yourself don't want to do something, then you have thousand excuses. If you really dedicated to Islam, your boss will then... Love you more and will have more to increase for you, wages for you, bonus for you. You're showing dedication to Islam, to Almighty Allah, and dedication to your work and so forth. <coughs> but what you're suggesting, absolutely haram and not permissible. So, Ustad, say if a Shafi woman must her fast in Ramadan due to Nifas, does she have to pay fidya and keep qada or only keep qada fast, Ustad? So in a case like that, she must keep qada fast, all 30, for example, she must 30, 29, whatever the case is, and she must pay 10 rand for each fast also. So this work on the, on the 30 makes it easy. So for every day, she will have to keep one, one fast, 30 fast. And then for every day, she must pay 10 rand. She don't mean not every day 10 rand. She can just pay 300 rand. So remember, that will be the best thing for her. Hanafis, it don't work like that. Hanafis, say only qada and no fidya at all so that is how hanafi scholars work somebody says about mufti sahab my daddy doesn't want to know me he gives so much dawa and tabligh but doesn't spend a minute with me is dawa more important than family ustad 
So who are you? You say that your father don't want to spend time with you. Are you the son? Are you the daughter? I'm not sure. But be that as it may, so you have to do some soul searching, some introspection. Everywhere in the Quran Sharif, you will find the commandment is one way. You, the children, you must do good to your parents. Everywhere you will find that. You won't find it said that the parents must do good to the children in the noble Quran. Hadith you will find, but in the Quran you won't find. Because the natural response is this, that the father and mother will always love their children, even if they're naughty and they do the funniest, craziest things as well. So it's a natural phenomenon. But you saying your father is so engrossed, engaged in Dawud, Tabliq, so that's good. But he doesn't have time for you as the son or daughter. That's what you are alleging and saying. So the question arises that you as the son, as a daughter, how much are you bonding with your mother, with your father, and so forth? How much khidmat and how much are you serving them and so forth? So remember that it will be always two-way traffic. You must go out of your way to make your father happy. You must be serving your father. You know what he likes, what food he likes, what drink he likes, what he likes, and so forth. So you must do that. You are the son. You must be helping your father in his work, outside, inside, whatever it is. So there, before you blame your father, you must ask yourself, what am I doing wrong? Why is my father behaving like this? Secondly, if your father is so engrossed, you must remember in the work of Dawah Tabligh, that is totally neglecting you know, the wife or the children and so forth and so on. Then, then obviously it's not right. Nobody will say it's right. Even the Jamaat elders will tell you it's not right. So Islam teaches us to pray P-R-A-Y to Almighty Allah and not to pray P-R-E-Y on the creation of Almighty Allah. He Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Hajjatul Wida in the farewell Hajj, the Hadith in Mishkar Sharif and various compilations, Mustad Ahmad and so forth. He Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said Verily all has given everyone who is eligible to rights their rights. So remember that. So when your father is happy and you must speak to him, you the son, daughter, start ta'alim in your house. Take Riyadu Salihin, Allama Nawawi Rahimamullah. Take the Fazail works of Hazrat Shaykh, Hazrat Mohana, Muhammad Zakariya, Shaykh al Hadith. And read it and so forth. You will see your father will start gravitating towards you. He will start paying more attention to you. But you just keep on complaining. So that is not going to help. Hmm. Somebody says it's a student of Dean. I'm not understanding the question. She says that my husband emptied my bank account and I have got the lawyers to get involved. Did they do the right thing, Ustad? I don't understand how your husband can, you understand, empty the bank account unless it's a joint account or either he forged your signature or either he's got some contact at that bank, ABC, XYZ Bank. You know, in America, the banks are falling apart. <laughs> first, the Silicon Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, then the Signature Bank, then the First Republican Bank. So more banks will fall, inshallah, Aziz, and then America will fall also with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah. 
So you brought the lawyers involved. 100% is right. You must remember that he got no right to go and steal your money. This is fraud. This is, you must remember, stealing and so forth. So tomorrow, first, he, 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 you must remember you are a virgin when you married you. Then he deflowered you. Now he's taking all your money and everything. So what's he doing with all these things here? Is he involved in drugs? Is he involved in humanizing? Is he involved in gambling? So all these are pertinent questions. Mm. So it's right what you did. You must remember that you can't just be sitting there and saying that, no, you took my 30,000, 50,000, 100,000, whatever the amount is, and I must just look away. No. So you must remember, no husband got the right to do that. Quran Sharif states, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 19, 19, You, the husbands, you must treat your wife with justice, with equity, and with respect and love. Yea, he wants, he must pay everything for you. Yea, he wants to steal your money, and then you must pay for him. So how can that ever work? You must remember that. So don't ever feel guilty. What you did is 100% right. You must remember that. And tell him you're still prepared to stay in the marriage, but he must give you an apology and he must write it down also. And ever in future he does that, then you will have the right of divorce and that is called tafwizut talaq. You must put him and put him in a corner also because otherwise he will tell you, you know the men, they must they will do wrong and they will sell you a story you will start feeling that you're the guilty party that's the old trick of the husbands majority of them they will do unda danda upside down things and then they will tell you you did this you did this you did that then end of the day you start feeling that you're the guilty party he's not the guilty party so don't ever feel empathy sympathy maybe you did the wrong thing you did 100% the right thing that you must show him that you can't get away with all these type of things. I see the student of Deen says, uh, <laughs> my mommy say I must tell you the truth, Mufti Sab. So she messages that it is gambling, but I am afraid of telling my daddy because my daddy was against this marriage, Ustad. It's a student of Deen. Ah, you see, now the whole story comes out. Half the story I gave you already. <laughs> I told you that why is he stealing your money? Is he on drugs? Is he busy humanizing? Is he on gambling? So there's a story coming out. Is on gambling. But now we have to rewind. When calamities befall you, then you have to rewind in life. So when this proposal came from the shahista, let's call him shahista, you understand? So from this here gambler, so what happened? That your father had that sixth sense. Your father had that feeling, that firasat we call. Hey, ittaqi firasat al-mu'min fa innahu yanzuru bi nurillah. That insight and all that foresight he had. He told you, Betty, don't get married. But you and your mother, most probably, your side they said, no, 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 bo haru chain, m chain, under the arm chain, all that, you said. So now you got married. Now your father... That's why I tell you girls, but you don't listen. We give you advice, but majority of you don't listen. Now when you have, write this word down, when you have a talakh tajruba, that's a little bit high Urdu, 
Talakh tajruba. When you have a better experience, you see, this is a perfect example. So now you're going through a better experience. He emptied your bank account, obviously forging your signature or whatever, and now you go bust it up there in the casino and so forth and so on. So there's no sense saying that I won't tell my father and all that. You the cause. La wa nikah illa Nikah is not valid in Islam without the consent of the wali. Therefore, you must always make sure when you enter into nikah and matrimony, your father especially and your mother must be happy about it. Once your father is not happy, remember that marriage will be doomed in most cases. Now you are in this mess, so this is what you must do. You go ahead with the lawyers and all these things and you tell him he must repay you every cent that he stole from you and he must sign this document there and otherwise you're going to lay a charge of fraud and they must put him in jail. Then you can join Bester and all of them there, remember that. <laughs> so you must remember that he must sign that document. In future he does all this unda danda, then you will have the right of divorcing yourself from him. So Islamically that is permissible. It's called tafwizut talaq. <laughs> She's got one and a half year old son. Started. You see, now all this. Therefore, I'm telling you, you have to stay in the marriage now. Mm-hmm. And both of you come to your common sense and this type of thing. But you made a bad choice. So when you made that bad choice, your father will tell you, you made the choice. Now you must stay and lay in that bed there. So because it was your choice and against my wisdom and against my commandment to you. So therefore, make sincere Toba, apologize to your parents, especially your father. Inshallah, then things will turn better. Inshallah. It was determined that profits from Sharia compliant investment is not halal. Can I give to someone to help them pay off the debts or the kids' school fees to start? No, you can't. You must remember these type of things here. There are three questions here. Number one is this ABC Bank or ABC organization or XYZ Mulvi or whatever Mufti or whatever. They say that this is an investment and is Sharia compliant and so forth and so on. So now the question arises, is it Sharia compliant? Our fatwa has always been that none of them are 100% Sharia compliant. You must always ask them these three questions and they can never answer you properly. You must remember that. Ask them that this product that you are now saying is Sharia compliant. Is the talfiq involved or not? Ta, lam, fa, ya, kof. T-A-L-F-I-Q. What means Talfiq? They took little bit from the Maliki school, some from the Shafi school, some from the Hanbali school, some from the Hanafi school, and then they made it Sharia compliant. Since when Talfiq is permissible, pick and choose, yeah, yeah, one. So this is not permissible. Second one, were the healers used or not? Were there some loopholes used? Was there some, you must remember, hit and run business used? Skaldakhari, what you call. So obviously they have to use the healers to legalize it and so forth. Third one is this, is everything of the investment you are giving us halal or not? 
they themselves will tell you is not if they're honest. So you must remember, therefore, our fatwa regarding these two issues, these halal logos, you know, this food is halal, this drink is halal, this is all scholars for dollars business and is not worth the paper on which it's written. Similarly, with the Sharia compliant business, there's nothing Sharia compliant about it. So remember that income you are deriving. So now it's not permissible. So what must you do with it? You can pay your taxes, you can give the poor people this and so forth. Now we come to the second part. You say you want to pay somebody school fees and so forth and so on. So who are these people you want to pay the school fees and so forth? If they are Muslim people and they are really in dire straits, Today, people want to collect zakat, but they got two, three houses, they got two, three cars, they got three, four cell phones, they got TV. How you can give them zakat? So you must look for a very, very poor Muslim family, and then you gave them for their you know, fees or what have you, all that. So that will be acceptable and so forth. So that is where you are standing. But you yourself, you can't be using that money you must remember for your eating, drinking, and so forth, because your income is tainted and polluted. <laughs> One more question to start before we go for our interval. It says, Muftisab, my husband is chatting with his friend's wife. And now that I sent her husband the proof, my husband said he's leaving me. Ustad. Yes, you must tell him that he, you see, that's what I just told you now. That's what I just told you now. So you must remember that he is guilty. He is chatting with his, uh, understand, best friend's wife or whatever, somebody. And now when he's guilty, so the wife did the right thing. That she sent the husband the proof and everything. Mm. So now he says, no, I'll leave you and so forth. So you must tell him, you the khabis, you the impure one, you the immoral one. And that lady also is immoral. Chapter 24, Surah Nur, verse 26, Al-Khabithatul Al-Khabithin. That the impure male for the impure female, impure female for the impure male. That's what Quran says. So yea, in this case, your husband and that lady, both the Khabis and Khabisa, but they want to make you feel guilty. You say, no, I'll leave you. You see? So that's exactly what I'm saying. Instead of saying, yes, I'm guilty, I ask for forgiveness from Almighty Allah, I ask for forgiveness from you, and there might be children involved, you must tell him, fine, you want to go, there's the door, go. <laughs> so you must, he'll come crawling back again, you must remember these type of things. But they intimidate you, they blackmail you all, and so forth. You must tell him, there's the door, you pack up and you go. Yesterday, a mother, she told me, a 15-year-old, 16-year-old is swearing her up. I said, you and your husband, you the parents, you call him and tell him, in this house, this is the rules. You don't like it, there's the door, you pack up and you get out from here. And then see what will happen. Sometimes we we have to be cruel to Mm. be kind. You must remember this. You must never allow this to happen that people trample on your toes and everything when they are guilty and then they want to intimidate you, blackmail you. Islam never allows this type of things here. So you speaking the truth, you are tayyibah, you are pure, you are chaste, he's khabis, but he's threatening you. Now how you justify that? So you must tell him, very good, you go, there's your clothing, or you pack your bag and you go. Everything here is going to stay here. You must remember the children will stay here, the house is everything, we staying here. You get out and you sort your life out. And he talk too much, you must expose him everywhere on the social media. Hmm. 
When it's uh, 20 minutes to 12, we go for our interval. When we come back, we'll continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. When it's uh, 18 minutes uh, to 12, remember our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners. Plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. Uh, dear honourable respected Mufti Sab, we are both in our late sixties. Is life insurance permissible for us at this age? Because a Mufti also at this age of his sixties, he says he took out life insurance and he says it's permissible. Ustad. First of all, a message for that Mufti. What Allama Iqbal said: Pelete Mufti, Masail ke batane wale. Abbi hai mufti, mufke khane wale. He's not a mufti, he's a mufatya. You must tell him I said so. What he is, he's a mufatya. You mm. must tell him I said so. I ask you three questions. I'm in your same. What you are saying, that we in the same category. So now you're trying to say if you're 60 years old, 70 years old, you must take out a life insurance. So in mansa duat is anal mansa broad. So let's say you paid 50,000, 100,000 premium. Let's say we just work on round figures. Let's say you paid 100,000. So you're going to die. So now the payout is 1 million, for example. So that 900,000, what is that? That 900,000 is, is interest. That 900,000 is gambling. So now you want your wife, because she's a widow, or you want your children to eat all that haram money, and you tell me it's permissible? So you wage war with all Almighty Allah, chapter 2, verse 2, verse 279, surah 2, verse 279. So if you don't abstain from riba interest, then be prepared for a war against Almighty Allah and Mustafa wasallam. I can show you in my family, in friends and people I know. How many people took out this life insurance? And that money only brought more and more problems and curses for them. Because it's not halal. It's khabis, it's impure, it's haram and shaitaniyat and so forth. A shaitan wa ya'idukumul faqra. Shaitan will promise you poverty. Wa ya'amurukum bil fahsha. And he will command you to do the haram actions. So exact example of this. The lady says, Manu tell you that what will happen to me? So now we speak like there's no Allah or something. Allah Ta'ala is taking care You understand? He's in charge of the entire universe, 8 billion plus people, everything. So Allah Ta'ala won't look after us. Abdullah the Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an used to tell his daughters, read Surah Waqiyah at night. Man qara Surah Al-Waqiyah kulla laylatin and that lam tusibhu faqa. So then poverty will not reach you. But we don't have needs, we have desires. I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, so now take out that. So absolutely haram life insurance and any Molvi, any Mufti, anybody tells you because he wants to take it out, so he'll dhallu wa adhallu. He is astray and he will lead others also astray. And he will tell you some Maulana, some Mufti Sahib, they will take some famous Alim Mufti's name, India, Pakistan or Arab countries and tell you they said Ijai is. So we call this that, you must remember, 
mutta'amin in Arabic. In Urdu, say bima. So all this is haram, and especially life insurance, absolutely haram. So don't fool yourself, and so forth, and so on. So you must now, you are in the 60s, try and secure yourself, secure your wife, whatever your children, with halal. In mm. halal, there is barakah and blessing. And in haram, there is always, you must remember, problems. Quran says that. يَمْحَقُ اللَّهُ الرِّبَا وَيُرْبِي Allah Ta'ala will wipe out and erase the interest in haram. And Allah will let the sadaqat, the charity, all that will develop and grow and increase all the time. So hmm. that is the answer, brother. I see the sister says, Ustad, that it's a very well-known mufti, Ustad. Whether it's well-known or what is hmm. totally haram. Somebody says, Ustad, I am not zakatable. Can I accept a grant for my sixth kid? His mother passed away, Ustad. So you must remember the previous question. They tell that Mufti Sahib, he must write down the fatwa. We want to see it. Mm. That 99%, you'll pose the question, Allah alone knows, and then he gave you the fatwa. That's what you are saying. Mm. So tell him, that if he got so much conviction, he must write it out. We want to see that fatwa. Then see the papa dance. You understood? <laughs> so we want to see it. So this is simple. It's fair, right? I tell you, gelatin is permissible. All gelatin is permissible. Other ulama say no. So we respect them. We say that is taqwa and piety and precaution. But we say all gelatin permissible except that of the swine, of the khinzir. So that's, and we wrote it out a hundred times already. So you must remember this type of things here. Yeah. So if he's got that conviction, I challenge you to tell him he must write that fatwa. We want to see it. And on what grounds is he saying it's permissible? So yeah, you got there. What was the question here, Molana? Zakatable Ustad. Yeah. Can, so, so now there is a person, a lady, she got six children. It says, can I accept a grant for my sixth kid? His mother passed away, Ustad. So you must remember, so who are you? You are the Kala or you are the who? You understand? Stepmother or why? We don't know what you are. So remember, if the government is giving grant for children and so forth and so on, and there's no bribery involved, there is no corruption involved. And you must remember, I know today of people, they're studying in Darul Loons, but they're collecting grant. You remember this <laughs> I know of students, yeah, doing, you understand? So this sure. type of thing. So you must ask yourself, is the corruption involved? Is there, you must remember, bribery involved? Is there any lies and all that involved? So remember that 100% or 90% it will happen. Either you will have to bribe somebody, either you will have to lie, or either you must remember you will have to do something. So then it's not permissible. But let's give you the benefit of the doubt that you spoke everything, the truth, and then they gave it to you, then it will be permissible. But remember, if any bribery is involved, any lies are involved, any corruption involved, then it's haram, obviously, it's not permissible. Hmm. Stepmother Ustad. Yeah, so this type of thing is fine. Carry hmm. on. Somebody says here, Ustad, that uh, uh, if I am separated from my fourth wife, can I take a fifth wife, Ustad? So, no, you can't. You must remember separated means you're not living together and you, you didn't give her talak and so forth. So, there. you can't look after three, four wives and you're speaking about fifth wife. It's, 
Quran says it's not permissible for you to do that. Quran says, Surah 4, verse 3, فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا فَوَاحِدًا If you can't do justice amongst your wives, two, three, four, you must just stick to one wife. The old wife, old is gold, my brother. You are just playing with Islam and making a mockery of Islam. Hmm. Somebody says, oh, Ustad, that uh, can a friend sit in for me at my nikah as I will be late? So when I arrive, I just go home with my wife, anonymous Ustad. So you must remember somebody else gets married there. So what nonsense is that? Mm. It's your nikah, so you must remember your name is ABC. So now XYZ will take your place. And he, that is, Molana will perform the nikah with, with that person to your wife, but it's your wife. Absolutely. You'll make a mockery. You'll lose your iman, you know. Mm. You'll play with sharia like this and so forth. Absolutely haram and so forth. Mm. That when that person says that it becomes his wife. You must remember that. So therefore, all this, you know, funny, funny things you'll think of, you know. You can lose your iman when you play with sharia. Therefore, in the marriage and nikah and all that context, Quran says, Do not take the verses of Allah as a joke and this type of thing. It's a serious business, this. Mm. Anonymous mommy says, Dear Mufti Sab, of course, it's a lengthy story. Uh, she says her daughter has went for overseas. It's already four years that she hasn't come home. But she has broken the ice and she says that she is pregnant, dear Mufti Sab, but now her father wants to disown her. I mean, that's not right, Mufti Sab. I curse my husband for doing that to my daughter, who's that? Yeah, but both of you must curse. Allah tells curse is on both of you. So what business, first of all, you'll head you to send your daughter to Ireland and Dublin and London and Germany and wherever else you'll send her. I'm asking you, are you not guilty of that? So both of you, if it was time of Sayyidina Umar, hmm. he should have whooped and lashed both of you first before lashing your daughter. So she commits fornication there, she's pregnant there and so forth with the haram child. So what you expect? You know, I told you all the story a hundred times that 50 years ago, one per, per father came hmm. to the Molvisab. That time they used to say, everybody Molvisab, you know. So he said, Molvisab, Dua Karwano, Maripoidi Jai, Dublin Jai, you know, London Jai, and Dua Karwano. So Molvisab was a sharp person. He said, ah, you're telling me you're sending your daughter in the rain and I must make Dua that she doesn't get wet. You see, same thing. Mm. So you, the parents, y'all are the people need the biggest threshing first. You must whoop you and lash you in public because you are the one who sent your daughter to the brothel. You are the one who sent your daughter to the toxic society. How many men she must have slept with? Allah alone knows. Now only you realize that she's pregnant and so forth. Now the father is upset and so he wants to disown her. So from A to Z, everything is haram. Your sending her is haram. Her falling, sleeping with somebody there is haram. Now for her to go for abortion is haram. So this child, the lineage will go to her is a haram child. And she must keep the child. She can't go for abortion. Abortion is murder. For your husband to say that he wants to disown her is haram. 
For you to curse him is haram. For him to curse you is haram. Because both of you are guilty in this crime. You see how many harams there are? Allah. So better get your daughter back and tell everybody to start making tawba. Say, no, four years. She's studying. She's becoming doctor Thai and does Thai. So she was studying proper biology. You see? So she got this boyfriend, this boyfriend. Say, give me one vaccine. So he gave her a proper vaccine. So that is what you all do. You all need a good thrashing, if you ask me. Allah, Akbar. Ustad, uh, that uh, same question says that uh, the daughter is in New Zealand, Ustad. And of course, one more line I did say that uh, do the abortion because if she comes back, it's the izzet. The family's izzet, Ustad. There's no izzet. Finish your izzet. is gone already. You must remember that <laughs> how many people are in New Zealand. I make one phone call now and I will ask how many South Africans are there studying, my students are there, my colleagues are there, and so forth. Is that is gone already? These type of Malvis and Muftis, the Mufatiyas, you must remember that. They're telling your daughter, commit zina. And then when she's pregnant, then commit murder. That's what they're telling you. You can't call them Molanas and Muftis. They're Mufatiyas, you must remember that. Mm. Your Izzat is already gone. You must remember that. And you Allah has disgraced you more. So before you told me that, I told you already that you get your daughter back mm. and she can't go for abortion abortion is murder in Islam and you all allow that then remember more curses of Allah mm. will come on your daughter and on you the parents mm. I see the mother is crying the mother says the boy is from Germany he has left my daughter he's gone back home after what that. he worry he gave her a vaccine he'll get somebody else so that I say no boru paru che white white che doru doru che so what you expect? She's to blame. She must get a hundred lashes, Quran says. He must get a hundred lashes. This is in Quran. And in public, you must punish them. And you want to come tell me about Izzat's story. So all of you need to be whooped and lashed in public. Remember that. Hmm. that if a husband's visa is not approved, can the wife and daughter travel alone to neighboring countries, Ustad? Not permissible. It's haram that. Therefore, I always tell you all, before you got married to foreigners and so forth, and you, all these are practical issues you must think about. Is his passport first of all valid? Is his visa first of all valid? How many a Pakistani guy came and he then made a girl pregnant or they had a child, then he said he's going. He never came back. How many an Indian guy did that? How many an Arab guy, Egyptian, Moroccan guy did that? But you all say, no, no, no. Boru paru che, che, very rich, very good, handsome, does this and all that. You'll need to think about all these issues here and so forth. You'll know nothing about his history, geography, and you'll just fall in their trap because they speak Arabic or they speak Urdu and so forth and so on. Then who's to blame for all these issues? I told you a hundred times what the Quran says. When calamities fall, it is a result of your own deeds and your own vices and your own sins. Hmm. The, uh, the sister from Cape Town says, right? why does Mufti Sab say everything is haram, haram, haram? Uh, Islam says a dinu yusru, Ustad. Ah, it's not Mufti Sab says haram, so the Quran says it's haram. So for that lady to go to overseas and study and hmm. what is halal all that. For her to fall pregnant is halal all that. Abortion is halal, sister. So you are like the jutlas, you know, that the jutlas, they, the verses they like, they quote that. All the other verses, they keep quiet. So therefore, you are from Cape Town. You know your halal certificates. They are 
are not worth the paper on which they are written. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. So Makalas Halal Daso, you must remember that. So don't come here and teach us. You must remember that we telling you the truth from the Quran and the Sunnah. And therefore, how you quote Dinu Yusrun, Habibuna Sallallahu Sallam told Sayyidina Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala an and Sahih Hadith, authentic Hadith in Mustad Ahmad, Qulil Haqqa Walaukana Murrah. Speak the truth, even though the truth is better. So understand that, sister. We're not your sheikhs and all of them there who sold their soul to the devil. Go to the church, go to the temple, go thus, bootleg the politicians, call the politicians in the mosque and so forth. We're not Mufatiyas, remember that. We will speak the truth, whether you like it or you lump it. So, Barakallahu <laughs> <laughs>